0: So many people go, what? You can't negotiate with the narcissist. Why even bother? Absolutely can. You just have to know how to do it. This other person isn't trying to get to a resolution. This other person is enjoying the process of manipulating you and watching you squirm. 99% of winning is you believing that you can win. And if you don't believe you can win, nobody can help you. I mean, you know, Dr. Rewire, right?
1: Hey guys, welcome back. This is Dr. Rewire. Welcome to the Dr. Rewire show today. Today's guest is someone uniquely special. Um, she has gone all over the world, spoken to her across the world, but she started her life by being married at 19 years old, had three kids by the time she was 24, went back to school and became one of the top prominent attorneys in the world. She was the top 1% of attorneys in the world. She's written two books. She's got one book. She's got a new book coming out. She's the. She's been on Extra. She's been on Fox News, ABC. Um, Good morning, New York. Good day, New York. Uh, please help me welcome my friend, Rebecca Zung. Rebecca, thanks for being here.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure.
1: I appreciate this so much. So let's dive right into this. What does it mean to negotiate with a narcissist?
0: Yeah, so so many people go, "Why you can't negotiate with the narcissist? Why even bother? You, mm-hmm. you know, it's just ridiculous. You can't even bother to try." And what I say to that is actually that you absolutely can. You just have to know how to do it. You have to have the right framework. You have to have the right understanding of the psyche of a narcissist. And with all of that knowledge that you absolutely can, and you absolutely can get what you want every single time and without backlash, it is possible.
1: What is the psyche of a narcissist from your research?
0: The psyche of a narcissist is this, you have to understand that you're dealing with a person who feels, and I always say feels like, because you have to distinguish from that they are this, but feels like they don't have any internal sense of value. So that means that they feel like they have to get all of their value from external sources so they're constantly looking gathering almost like a vulture from external sources trying to get their feeling of value from things like either prestigious friends mm. or, or impressive you know whether it's 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 layering on things like adulation admiration you know, the 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 money, the power, that sort of thing that people normally think of control. But it's also something else. And this is the other thing that I think of, Uh, you know, I call that first layer kind of what I call diamond level supply. Sure. You know, but then there's what I call like the dark underbelly of narcissistic supply. Which is what I call kind of coal level supply. And it's the, the side that they don't necessarily show people as much. It, it, they only really kind of show the people around them that they're controlling. And that's the degrading people, debasing people, denigrating people, mm-hmm. you know, the not so nice side of a narcissist, right? But they do get a high from that as well. They do kind of enjoy the manipulating, the controlling that, you know, because it gives them a sense of power and control and, and, and that also feeds their that inner emptiness that they have, yeah. right? And because they don't feel like they have any sense of value internally. And so when you're feeling empty inside like that and you're trying to constantly feed that emptiness it's it's a it's a never-ending quest and it's it's almost like a black hole inside of them that can never be filled it's it's like a sieve it can never be filled.
1: How does someone get there? Like how does someone get to that point where you're saying you know like where does someone become a narcissist in your expert opinion Mm -hmm. and then And then how do they stay there? Like, why do they stay there for that matter Mm -hmm, as
0: well? -hmm, mm -hmm. So I just finished uh, writing my new book, which is Slay the Bully, How to Negotiate with a Narcissist and Win. And I did all of the research on this. And it starts in childhood. It's It's a result of trauma. And what happens is that a person is continuously subjected to trauma as a child. And what happens when all of us are in trauma and subjected to trauma or or as even as adults, we go into this fight or flight mode, right? Mm -hmm. And what happens to our brain when we're in fight or flight is that the brain dumps a bunch of chemicals into our bodies and into the brain. So that we can start to fight or flight. And what it is, is epinephrine or cortisol and a whole bunch of other things so that we can become stronger, faster, better. You know, this is, you know, a, an outgrowth of when we were, you know, even cavemen or whatever it was that we were, right? Yeah. You know, and but when that happens to the brain continuously, it actually causes damage to the brain. It actually causes damage to the, the limbic system of the brain. Sure. And so as children, when that child was constantly and continuously subjected to that, the, the, it actually caused arrested development in the limbic system part of the brain. And so as as they grew and developed into adults, that limbic system part of the brain never really continued to develop. And so as adults, what happens is when they are presented with stimuli that causes them to again feel somewhat um, maybe threatened, okay. then they, that part of the brain then um, is activated, And what we, what we call it is narcissistic injury. Mm -hmm. And then that narcissistic rage becomes activated and, and comes out. And so it can come out in a number of different ways. You know, if they become feel slighted in some way, or they feel, you know, that they're not being treated in a, in a way that they feel like they should or whatever, then, they they react in a certain way and so, yeah and so it, so you can't negotiate with them in a way that a regular reason that you would with a regular reasonable person you just can't
1: yeah and so when, when someone becomes into this narcissistic phase and, and I like the way that you explain that actually because you know it is a narcissistic injury it's a repetitive injury and I can completely it makes complete sense inside that why is it that like, When you, they do, they just don't listen to people. Like you're saying they're not open to negotiation. Is there a sense of pride or is there a sense of, because in my experience and kind of what I, what I've said for a long time is that we're both narcissistic and altruistic in ourselves. Like we have both sides of ourselves, but why do we express one or the other more than the other on a continual basis in your experience?
0: well i think it goes back to what and and you're a brain expert right Mm -hmm. so you know what i'm saying to you i think you understand right absolutely yeah and it makes perfect sense correct i mean absolutely it does and so you know when you get to that point and yeah we've all experienced a certain amount of this but most of us are able to still reason even though the limbic system part of our brain maybe taking over to a certain extent. Yes, all of us have an emotional part of our brain yeah. that that we might have to control at times, right? And most of us are going, hey, wait a minute, that, that emotional part is taking over right now. I think I need to. And sometimes it may be I'm hungry right now or I'm tired right now or I feel sick right now or, you know, there are times when 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 it's taking over and and we need to 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 step back. Mm -hmm. Right. So there are times that all of us, you know, it is a spectrum, right? Sure. But but I'm talking about when you're in narcissistic personality disorder. This is an actual disorder. This is an actual, you know, pathological. You know, it's an actual disorder that, you know, is recognized by the dsm-5 that you know is recognized by by experts that so if you're trying
1: to so if you're going to negotiate with someone who's in that narcissistic state like what's the first thing you want to think about when you're, you're talking to them like how do you what's your framework what's a framework that someone can think about and say okay how do i go after this
0: well, the first thing that you want to recognize is that if you're if you are dealing with somebody like that, you're not gonna push directly at them. Because mm-hmm. if you're gonna if you wanna do that, if you if you decide to do that, then it you will fail every single time. And and if you are trying to work within a framework where you're trying to say, let's come to a reasonable resolution like as if you're 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 working with somebody who is reasonable on the other side you know a, a non narcissistic person i shouldn't say just reasonable but a non narcissistic person you absolutely will fail every single time because you're not recognizing what's happening on the other side of the table yeah you know this other person isn't trying to get to a resolution. This other person is enjoying the process of manipulating you and watching you squirm. You know, a non-narcissistic person wants to get to a resolution. Mm. You know, that's a fundamental difference. I like fundamental that a lot. difference. I like that
1: a lot. I actually never thought about it that way, but that's, that's actually very accurate. Right. And if you, if you stop thinking about it, a narcissistic person is just actually enjoying the, the game and watching you squirm, but a, a, or we'll call it a reasonable person is wants to get to a resolution and move on. Actually, that's a, that's a great way of saying, it. I love that.
0: Yeah. I mean, so if, if you recognize that you're, you, you're actually trying to get to two different ends there you're never going to get to a resolution, right? I mean, it's an absolute fundamental difference. And so the the non-narcissistic person is constantly baffled because the non-narcissistic person is like, what is it that they want? I'll just give it to them. Let me be done. You know, I'm sure it's just money. I'm sure they just want to win. But it's none of those things. It's none of those things, you know? I mean, I remember even, you know, long ago before I recognized this type of of condition when I was a lawyer, you know, when I was yeah. practicing, I would have narcissistic clients say to me things like I'd rather pay you than her. And now looking back, I fully recognize that that was what was going on, because I, re- I mean, I remember thinking, why would you say such a thing? But now I understand what was going on.
1: Were you a divorce attorney just out of curiosity? Yes, you were. Okay. So that, it, everything you're kind of saying, I'm like going through my divorce, actually, as I'm going through it. So it's kind of it's hilarious. But yeah, I can totally see every aspect of a divorce kind of coming into that's why you deal with such high profile divorces and are consultant on them on many cases, right? It makes complete sense.
0: Yeah, I did high net worth divorce. That's mm-hmm. what, it, that's the kind of law that I practiced. So I, rep, I represented billionaires and celebrities and, you know, people like that who had plenty of money to just sit around and just make the other person miserable for many sure. years.
1: Sure. It's- so when someone's going through this narcissistic personality and you're trying to negotiate them, I mean, I, I love the idea, as I said, that we can, they want to get to a resolution versus a, uh, just watching them squirm. I guess, how do what is, how do you think about it? When you're in the negotiation process, right? Like, what's the steps? Let's go through that mm-hmm. maybe in a tactical way that maybe someone's trying to get a job. Maybe they're, they're trying to negotiate with their boss. Maybe they're looking for a deal. Maybe they're trying to figure it out and mm-hmm. they're sitting in and squirming. How do they go about that?
0: Yeah. So that's where my SLAY methodology comes into play. Okay. So uh, SLAY actually stands for strategy, leverage, anticipate, and focus on you. So, strategy is the framework, that's yeah. where you have to start you have to have a vision, you have to have a GPS, you have to have a means to an end, you have to figure out where it is that you're going. Um, So that's the first step. You know, so many times when you're dealing with a narcissist, you're just like a turtle on your back and you're just constantly in the defensive and you're Mm -hmm. just not thinking about where it is that you actually want to go. And so that's the very first step. Where do you want to go? Create an action plan, create the steps. That's number one. Number two is your leverage, okay? So yes, you have to create leverage. And when you're thinking about leverage, you have to think about that diamond level supply versus that coal level supply, okay? So the the narcissist will always protect and defend that diamond level supply first. How is it that they look? They will always, always, always protect that. So you have to figure out what form of supply is going to be more important for them to keep than the supply source that they get from jerking you around. Mm -hmm. And then then create some kind of a plan that's going to threaten that source of supply. and, And then, you know, figure out how you're going to present that. But you can't actually take away that supply source because if you do, then your leverage is gone. It's a very, 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 you know, much of a dance. It's a balancing, you know, game. And then, you know, how are you going to present that leverage? When are you going to present that leverage? That's also very much a tactical, you know, uh, decision that you're going to make. Okay. I was like, I was watching
1: one of your videos actually just online a little while ago. And you said, never give away your leverage too soon in the process.
0: Never give away your leverage too soon. Never give away your leverage too soon. And there's a number of different ways that you can build leverage. You know, some people just want that one smoking gun, but there's a number of different ways that you can build leverage. I mean, you can build leverage out of your text messages. You can build leverage out of your conversations your witnesses. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many, different ways that you can build leverage. And 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 sometimes it's 40 different things you know that you're presenting. I mean it's it's it, there's so many different ways that you can build leverage, okay? Yeah. So that's the L. The A is anticipate. Anticipate what the narcissist is going to do, be two steps ahead of them. You can anticipate by knowing the type of narcissist that you're dealing with. Covert narcissists act differently than grandiose narcissists that, and they mm-hmm. they act differently than malignant narcissists. You know, the covert narcissists, for example, they present themselves in the form of care, you know. So the way they present is, you know, I, I'm just I I I just care so much and and you know I I'm just so worried about Johnny you know mm-hmm. drinking so much. <laughs> but, you know I, I just I, I, I just I, I just don't want uh, you know the children to be in danger you know because mm-hmm. of the drinking you know and and so that they they present themselves that way, but it's very passive aggressive. you know so that's how coverts present themselves. Whereas a grandiose narcissist might be more like file false pleadings, go after them, you know, like a little bit more like that, but you got to anticipate how are they going to be, but you got to know what kind of narcissist you're dealing with. So in my- so is there like
1: a, like a scale or something like, like that you use and that you don't have to share that if you don't want to, but is there like a scale or like some way that you say, okay, here are the actions. And so I'm going to plug them into these categories inside that.
0: Yeah, so in my program, I actually have ways that you can figure out what kind of narcissist you're dealing with so that you can anticipate how they're going to act in negotiations.
1: I love that. Uh, I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah, and then be two steps ahead of them. You know that they're going to try to trigger you. You know that they're going to try to bait you. So in my program, I actually give lots and lots of ways to deal with them. You know, uh, I, I making a plan stands, you, you know, here's ways to go make a plan, have an agenda when you go talk to them. Or I say fluff for favor, vomit later, you know, fluff up their ego and then vomit later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, like so, I give like tons of ideas like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so that's the A, and then the Y is is you focusing on you and your mindset. So Y is actually twofold. One is tactical; you have to be on the offensive instead <sighs> of the defensive. People are constantly looking at the narcissist. They're doing this. They're doing that. This is what they're doing. Instead of creating their own plan, I always say Super Bowls aren't won on defense. They went went on offense, right? You got to create your own plan. And then your mindset, so important. I mean, 99% of winning is you believing that you can win, you knowing that you can win. You know, you can have the best lawyer in the whole world. And if you don't believe you can win, nobody can help you. I mean, you know, Dr. Rewire, right? It has so much to do with you knowing that you're a winner, you knowing that you have the power. I love
1: that. I love all of that, like slay. let's go through them again, right? So you said, I want to write these down. You said S stands for strategy, right? So I'm going to get the strategy. Mm-hmm. L stands for leverage. Yeah. A is for your
0: anticipate and be two steps and be two steps ahead.
1: And U is for your focus on yourself. I love that. Yeah. You have four steps.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. So, um the new book is Slay the Bully: How to Negotiate with a Narcissist and win. and you can go to slaythebully.com to pre-order it now. So,
1: Definitely. Guys, make sure you go do that. It, this, she is an expert in this world. How did you become an expert in this world? Obviously, you were divorced or I get that. But how did you kind of piece this all together over the years? And what was your inkling to actually want to do this as well?
0: Yeah, I actually ha- had been a negotiation expert. I had actually lectured all over the country on negotiation for years. But it wasn't until about three, four years ago that I had dealt with a narcissist in the form of a business partner uh, and literally flattened me. I, I I was so dealing with trauma. It brought up all kinds of issues for me, again, that I thought I had long dealt with, you know, mm-hmm. as far as like when I was bullied as a kid and all kinds of stuff and Uh, I mean, I didn't even know what this person was. I thought a narcissist was male, basically like a misogynist, you know, in my mind, like a grandiose type of a narcissist. I didn't know a narcissist could be female covert, all of that. Mm. that. And interesting. Um, it's interesting. I think
1: a lot of women will say that they'll say like, you know, my hus- husband or ex-husband or ex-boyfriend, like they'll pigeonhole them. Well, he's a narcissist. I hear that all the time. And, and I love the fact that you're saying, you know what, women are also narcissists. And I, because as a guy, it kind of gets a little old that everyone just kind of labels people like that, right? Just but it's great to hear that. Okay. Look, women are also that way, but in a different form that they're expressing it. So that's a good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And men can be covert narcissists too, but I didn't even Mm -hmm. know that any of these terms existed. I mean, the word narcissist really wasn't thrown around all that much until a few years ago. I mean, I never heard it all that much as an attorney and I certainly didn't know what a narcissist really was as an attorney at all. And so I just started somebody mentioned to me that this person was a narcissist and I was like somebody actually said she was a covert narcissist. And I thought, what is that? I don't even know. And so I started diving into it and my head was like basically popped off my body when I started reading about it and just dove into it all over. I mean, read lots and lots of books on it. And then started to realize I could I could actually apply what I was learning about narcissism to what I already knew about negotiation, and then started seeing massive movement in my cases at the time, Mm. and then um, like literally it was like I had discovered penicillin. (laughs) Oh my god! Right. Then what happened was that COVID hit, and I wasn't able to do anything as far as law. Mm-hmm. So I started doing YouTube videos. I created a whole course on how to negotiate with narcissists, the slay your negotiation with a narcissist. And I, YouTube totally blew up for me. And now it's like a, not even three years later. And I have like 32 million views on YouTube and I've sold like 10,000. Congratulations. Programs. That's yeah. amazing.
1: Congratulations.
0: Yeah. So that's what happened for me, and I don't even practice law anymore. Um, I'm still a partner at a firm, but I don't practice anymore. My whole life has changed. It's changed completely.
1: I guess let me ask you this, just more of a a personal question than it is even like an expertise question. Like, how do you enjoy this side of the world in helping people understand it versus being the one actually doing the work negotiating? What's what's it feel like to you?
0: Oh, it's so gratifying actually i mean yeah. from a spiritual perspective i believe that now that it's something that didn't happen to me that it happened for me and sure. you know I, I i do believe that this is what i'm called to do that uh, i believe this is what i'm meant to be doing i love that
1: i love that so much you've gone through your journey you've obviously you know you went through a divorce. You went through the journey of being divorced at a young age, learned from the lessons, then became an expert yourself, then went ahead. And became one of the top professional attorneys inside of the top one percent inside of your expertise working with people with lots of money. So you probably it wasn't about the money, it was about now serving more people. And now you've taken that to the world in such a different way. And it's such an inspiration to be able to sit and see and uh see how you've taken your life and continued it on the way, not in the way, for you, not you know, to you, not as you say. So I love that. I love every aspect of it. Again, what's the website where people can go to get your book, to get? More information. I know you've got an amazing YouTube channel. Check out her videos, they're amazing. But where can people go pre-order the book?
0: Slaythebully.com.
1: SlaytheBully.com. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Look, everything she's saying, like I'm down, I'm taking notes. This stuff is good. This stuff is gold. And as you guys know, like we always everyone wants the edge. That's the whole thing, right? Everyone wants the edge. And if you can get the edge, whether in business, whether in not in relationships, you want the edge in relationships, but you want the edge to be able to not be taken advantage of inside that. I think that's another c- c- uh, point that we got to talk about too. But if you're looking for the growth, you're looking for the edge to take your life to the next level, go check out Rebecca, go check out her, her YouTube page, go get a copy of her book, follow her, take her courses, learn what you need to learn, because she's a master at what she does. I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of this. And thank you for being a part of the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun to hang out with you as always.
1: Absolutely, Rebecca. Thank you so much, guys. There you have it. Dr. Rewire, another show, another podcast. I will see you on the next one. Have a great day. If you enjoy this episode, make sure you subscribe so you're notified when the next episode is posted. Rate, review, and share this podcast with someone you think will like it. And remember, you can always find the visual version of this podcast on my YouTube channel. Just search Dr. Rewired. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you at the next perfect time. Thanks a lot.